1: of my brand new book, 120 Minutes to Live Big. Don't settle for mediocrity, live big. Let's get started by visiting canilivebig.com and let's visit it today. That's canilivebig.com. You were made to think big, do big, live big. But tomorrow can be bigger. grow let the word overflow. Live a life bigger than yourself. You're created for greatness.
2: Live a life bigger than yourself. You've tuned in to the Live Big broadcast with Derek Greer, pastor of Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia. God's word is powerful and full of life. It opens your eyes to how big God is and how big life in Him can be. We pray that today's teaching compels you to grow and live a life bigger than yourself. Download this message and more at gracechurchva.org. Here's Dr. Greer with today's Live Big message.
1: So a covenant was not like, you know, us just signing a contract and they might mess up your credit report. A covenant was a death oath. What's amazing is God has a covenant with us through Jesus Christ. Meaning God would have to self-destruct before he breaks even one of his promises. Now, I can't reach up to kill him, but he's a God of integrity. He'd have to kill himself before he just one jot or tittle of his word. His integrity is true and he will keep his word. And again, he again. It's not just a little contract that we try to get out of and hire some lawyers. This was a covenant, and deity's life hung in the balance, and, and the recipient's life hung in in the balance, or the partner better's life, and and you know, uh, 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 he, this this covenant was was a big deal. And he said, "I have a covenant with you." That the only reason Noah's outcome was different was Noah had a covenant. And if you have a covenant with God, even though you go through the same stuff the neighbors on your block go through, your outcome can be different. He said, because of my covenant, it wasn't so much the ark that saved him, it was the covenant that saved him. You hear what I'm saying? And by the way, we're under the new covenant. See, Not the new contract. Before one of those words fall to the ground, God has to explode and self-destruct. It's a covenant. He said, and Noah, you shall go into the ark. Troubles will come, but God will shield you and hide you in the middle of it. Let's go to Psalms 27 and 5. This is an important psalm. He said, for in the time of trouble, when it's raining outside, he shall hide me in his pavilion. The literal language is saying that he will hide me and you in his tent. And what he does, he says, come on into my tent. I know folks are chasing after you. I know people are looking for you. But but here's the deal. Come into my tent and then stand right behind me and I'll answer the door. so so let them come but they're going to have to come through me to get to you for in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his tent in the secret place of his tabernacle now everyone may panic in another's tent but in this tent you hear what I'm saying when the Lord's hiding you and you wrapped up behind his big hand he shall hide me. And then it switches metaphors here and says in, he shall set me high above or upon a rock. And that that metaphor of the rock here, he he says, "I, I will set you in a high, strong, inaccessible and impregnable place out of reach of your enemies. In other words, David was saying, You don't want to come for me. You don't want to come for me. You don't want to come for me. And that's the conviction of someone that has a covenant with God. He's sleeping with the Lion of Judah. Bible said, he who watches over neither slumbers nor sleeps. He says, man, you know, it's vain to rise up early, you know, trying to protect the city. You know, if God watches the city, unless he watches, those that watch, watch in vain. And God is fierce, loving, and kind. But he knows how to deal with a joker when the joker needs dealing with. He said, he shall set me high upon or upon a rock. Genesis 6 and 18. He said, Noah... You shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wife, and your son's wives with you. Everyone in Noah's family was saved. This is why I believe everyone in my family and your family, if you, if you trust them, will be saved. It's important because if God did this under a lesser covenant, why wouldn't he do it for our families or the families of people in in a greater covenant now our covenant was not cut with the blood of of goats and calves etc but the blood of god's own son we honor signatures written in ink but god honors a signature written in his son's own blood and you got to get past that blood do you hear what i'm saying to get to me and my family for keeps. But this is, this is the conviction. This is what I hold on. God, you did that for Noah. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. Not because I'm great, right. but I have a better covenant, Lord. Right. You're going to do that for me and for mine. Right. Genesis 7 and verse 13. On the very same day, Noah and Noah's sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and Noah's wife, and the three wives of the sons with him, entered the what? Ark. The boat. Well the rain kind of came, or it's kinda it could could have came, it kinda I don't know how well I'm saying that at any moment. What I'm trying to say to you is the train, this train can take off at any moment. And you need to get on board. Don't leave here without going to the ticket counter and getting your ticket purchased in the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Don't let this train leave without you. 16. So those that entered male, female of all flesh went in as God had commanded him. And the Lord shut him what? In. Now, the safety of those that were on the ark depended on, uh, uh, divine action and human action. The humans got on the boat, or they got on board, but it was the Lord that shut him in. But again, only those that got on board got shut in. You see, the Bible teaches both the eternal security of a believer and the eternal insecurity of a make-believer. And you got to decide, am I a believer or make-believer? Am I going to be where God wants me to be when the trumpet sounds? Or am I going to be somewhere else? Then it says, and the Lord shut him in. When we do what God tells us to do, build what God tells us to build. At some point, it just clicks. And and I don't know how much God helped Noah build that boat. But I know that often I kind of start just doing what god says and it feels like it's just me doing it in my own strength but at some point it just clicks and it's not me anymore it's christ i mean i don't always know what that click is gonna gonna happen just like elijah when he outran the chariot he started running but before he knew it god grabbed hold of those legs and he started beating that that chariot and and defeating and he beat it back to where it was going and and I, i i don't know always when it's gonna click in And you may not realize it, but actually all this time we've really been talking about prayer. You know, I may know something for years. I may be believing something for years. I might be working on something. I may be obeying God's word in the area, believing God's word in the area. But then one day it just clicks. I don't know how I know. I just know that I know that God's got it. And from that point, it's just locked in, it's loaded, and it becomes a God thing. Do you understand what I'm saying? And in your journey, you kind of start, it's you feel like your own strength, but God will step in and lock you in. To, to It's hard to explain, and you know God has got you, and he's keeping you and preserving you in that place, and it's not your strength getting it done. Let's go to 2 Corinthians 1 and 20, and we're going to look at the verse we looked at last week, and then we're going to round the bases and, and go on home. He said, for all the promises of God, notice the next two words. This is important. In him. Not one person who stayed outside the ark was rescued. Not one person outside the ark survived. Only those who got on board. Now what was the ark uh, prefiguring, uh, a pre-shadow of? What was that all about? God just wanted to come up with a fanciful story so, you know, kids can learn about it, you know, before they go to bed at night. Is that? No, 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 no. Everything, every type and every shadow in the Old Testament points to Jesus. You may not have known it before, but Jesus is the ark. He's the ark of safety. You know, outside of of him, people are struggling for their lives, clutching on the driftwood for dear life, but finding nothing else can save. It says all the promises in him. You got to get in the boat. In the ark. The promises, yes, and man. Outside the ark, don't know. Notice, though, Genesis 7, 16, you're going to see something you never noticed before. It said, the Lord shut him in. It didn't say the Lord shut them in. The only reason the others got in was their connection to Noah. You're with me, you're with me. The only reason we get in is our connection to Jesus. Second Corinthians one and 20 for all the promises of God. Watch this in him, just as Noah's family was not saved based on their personal righteousness, but based on their relationship with Noah, our security is not based on us but our relationship with jesus so when we get on board or when we get in him all the favor that is on jesus gets on us but we got to get out of ourselves and in him so Every time we're reading through the New Testament, when you start reading in the New Testament, in Him is all the riches of yada, yada, yada. In Him, in Him, now you understand. It says, we get unto the corporate head, the leader of humanity that, that has put their trust in God. Jesus, you see, we, we, we're gonna get there in a moment, but we die in Adam, but we live in Jesus. Jesus becomes the covenant head. And here's the deal. In the Old Testament, God seemed to have covenant with people. The problem was people kept messing up. So that's why they had to sacrifice these animals and give forgiveness because they kept violating their part of the covenant. But in the New Testament, it's it's a little different. God's covenant is really not with you and I. It's with Jesus. If it's with me, I can mess up my part and God gotta come down and kill me. But Jesus never messes up his part So what God said, listen, I know how y'all do So I'm going to cause Jesus to become a man And he's going to be perfect And I'm going to have a covenant with a perfect man And all you got to do is get in him And the covenant won't depend on you if you get in him All the benefits of the covenant will be based on him Do you hear me? So when the bible says we are in him that's some powerful stuff it's not just some i don't know if it's prepositions i don't know what that is but it's not a a pronoun a preposition what is it preposition thank you it's them they're not just throwing out words it's saying that we are in the ark of safety when we are in him this is why jesus told us dummy don't pray in your own name Because your righteousness is hit or miss. You tie sometimes, then you don't. All right. You stop yelling at your wife sometimes, then other times you do. It's hit or miss. Only Jesus hits the bullseye every time. Only Jesus. So that. listen, don't even pray in your own name. Pray in the name of my son again all of them were protected because of Noah's relationship with the father in fact as soon as they get out of the boat ham screwed up actually Noah messed up a little bit too Um, but but it says though Noah was was perfect in his generation so compared to everybody else he was the best God could find but his boys it it seems they didn't all have right relationships with God and what I'm getting at is it wasn't based, them being on the boat was not based on their perfections. It's based on their relationship with Noah. Didn't say Noah's wife was a good woman, it just said she was his wife. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. Yes. Did you, you get what he said? Yes. But when, when we take those vows and become the bride of Jesus, if you accept Jesus, you better accept her. If you love Jesus, you better love her. If you make room for Jesus, you need to make room. You understand what I'm saying? Because of the covenant, marriage covenant, the two become one. And when we put our faith in Christ, we become in him. So even if the father don't like you because of Jesus and who you're married to, do you understand what I'm saying? So don't go there talking about how good you are. You missed the whole point. Please be good, though, but that's another message. The point is, who are you in? Everybody in the ark, even the animals, didn't do good or bad. They weren't any better better than the rest of the animals. But those that were in the ark, God said. It says, for all the promises of God in him are what? Yes. Yes." Here's the challenge. Not because of me. Not because of me. But because of him. It's liberating when you realize it doesn't depend on you. Even your faith is a gift from God. All of it depends on him. And what we do after that is live a life of gratitude. It's not about being, you know, religious, trying to be better than this. It's just, Lord, because I'm so grateful, Lord. I want to please you in everything I do. I don't want to live sideways, Lord. I don't want to disappoint you because I am so grateful, God. You don't have to love me. You understand? And, and, and our, our holiness all comes out of gratitude, not out of competing with the person next to you to say you're better. You, you hear what I'm saying? It's a different spirit. New Testament. Holiness than Old Testament holiness. My prayer life used to be until I learned better is not based on my greatness or my goodness, but on his greatness and his goodness. And I need you to remember this. When a worshiper went before the priest, he go with a sheep and he carry that sheep. Now, when you got to the priest, this is important. The priest did not inspect the worshiper. He inspected the lamb for blemishes. Only the lamb. This is important. If you catch this, oh. If you really believe Jesus is the lamb of God, why are you examining yourself when you pray? Instead of examining all the things God makes available through him. Do you hear me? It takes the pressure off I don't go to him Talking about well I'm spotless I did this I did don't do that I come here The lamb of God Who took upon him my sin No blemish No 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 spot Perfect White as wool God I come to you based on the lamb That's what faith in God is now, again, we live our lives based on faith in ourselves. That's where we go to work. It's based on us. We, we, all our relationships typically based you give, I give, and, and, and you know, it, it's quid pro quo. But in the kingdom, it's pure faith. You know why? Grace. Forgive me. You know what? So nobody can be proud. You can't be proud if you realize it's a gift. You just can't. That's why a proud Christian is an oxymoron. It, it, it don't make no sense. Everything you have is freely given. Everything. Everything you have is because someone else went to a cross. Every gift of the spirit you have, guess the way it begins. Gift. It's not because you're deep. Because, no, listen, I know some very gifted people sideways is sideways is long. You hear what I'm saying? And people this is why, I don't say, how, how did that man fall? He's such a good preacher. That, see, that's your problem. It's a gift. That person didn't get the gift because of his character. He got the gift because God is gracious. Now my character will help me keep my reward, but my gift is simply a gift. And because it's a gift, I have a duty to share what was given to me. So my gift doesn't make me great. If anything, it's my character. That and even that, you gotta watch that greatness piece because it's Christ working in me to do in the will to, to do of his good will and pleasure. Romans three and twenty-four. Almost there, just three more verses. They're gonna be really quick. I think you're ready to understand something now. Being justified freely by his what? Grace. You see, freely before grace, that just compounds the fact that this is grace. It's a free gift. Through the redemption that is where in, where is it in, in the ark, in him, in who Christ Jesus. So grace, justification and redemption are available because we're in our ark, because we're in Christ. Someone greater than Noah. We are in Christ Jesus. And believe me, if that wooden boat didn't sink. Believe me, this eternal boat in Christ Jesus will never, ever go under. All right. Romans 611. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. But watch this. Alive to God where? In Christ Jesus our Lord.
2: You are listening to the Live Big Broadcast with Dr. Derek Greer. We pray that you were inspired to think big, do big, and live big. Our goal is to compel you to live in a way that overflows and blesses those around you. Find out more about this broadcast, Grace Church, and Dr. Greer at gracechurchva.org. Dr. Greer and his wife, Pastor Yermutu, invite you to meet them at Grace Church in Dumfries, Virginia for vibrant worship, Bible teaching, and fellowship each Sunday and Wednesday. Click gracechurchva.org for service times, directions, and much more. Again, that's gracechurchva.org. This has been Live Big with Dr. Derek Greer. Watch the Live Big broadcast Monday through Friday and every Sunday. Check your local TV listings or visit gracechurchva.org for the broadcast schedule. That's all the time we have, but until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big.
0: It's our prayer that this gift leaves you with a burning desire to be better and become everything God wants you to be. So if you want to live a life that overflows and blesses others, this gift is for you. Claim your free book and get free 30-day access to Dr. Greer's Growth Lab. Simply visit DGMFree.com.